I don't say this very often, but I think one of the books on this week's trending list is very much worth looking into, especially right now before it's too late. Let's get into it. Welcome everybody, this is now the Fire Guy Ryan channel. Comic Tom is no longer part of this video. Welcome back, it's the Trending 10. We're back, we're here, we're gonna get into 10 books that are spiking this week. So let's just jump right into number 10. Hit that like, slap that subscribe button, and number 10 on the list, brand new this week, we have Alpha Flight Fall of X number one. The one in 50 ratio variant. We are seeing $80 average sales and a high raw sale of $130 for this incredible Art Adams cover. Typically, 1 in 50s are going to sell around that price, not this one, and it should be no surprise to you. Art Adams is one of those artists that has such a distinct style and especially like such a distinct set of covers. He kind of does this same version of this profile shot of a single character on a lot of different variants. So I think a lot of people are kind of collecting the set, if you will. And I think this issue specifically falls right in line with the rest. You might even find one that's not a ratio variant. Like the example, Astonishing X-Men 43, that great white queen, it's selling for $25. And we have Young Allies number six, which is a one in 15 Firestarter ratio. That book is flaming hot at a $325 average sale. You've also got this Scarlet Witch cover on Avengers The Children's Crusade number three. That is also a one in 15 variant, as well as Doctor Doom number one. It's not even always pretty ladies on the cover. You've got pretty dudes on the cover and Iron Masks too. That's a one in 50 variant hitting $100. So yeah, those covers all sort of fit that theme I was talking about with the single character profile shot, but you've also got this older cover from 1991, Marvel Holiday Special number one, which features the origin of Santa Claus and explains why he's actually a mutant. Even back in the mid-1980s, Art Adams was killing it on all the classic X-Men covers, and my personal favorite, when he was doing the Gumby Winter Special and Summer Special over at Kamiko. Whether it be completionist or spec reasons, seeing a track record like this makes a comic book like number 10 on the list that much more reason to consider buying at a price that some may feel like is top of the market because it may not stay at that price. Hit the like, slap the subscribe as always, but make sure to download the best comic app in existence, Key Collector Comics. This particular artist search may be a little troubling to find. Yeah, we all call him Art Adams, and I went and looked it up, and there's no Art Adams listed in the Key Collector Artist page because he's listed under his full name, Arthur Adams. So look a little closer. Use code TOM101 for two free weeks of the Key Collector Comics app, the best app in existence. I use it every single day as a comic shop owner, and if you are a fan of Art Adams, make sure you are clicking the non-key button, a brand new feature that will show you the hundreds of covers that he has done in the last almost 40 years. Comic Butch in the Casa. And number nine on the list is Wonder Woman Historia. This is the Amazon's issue number one. One of the best black label comic books to have ever come out. But also some of the best interior work of any comic book in the last decade. Hot damn. I'll come out and say it. I think it's the prettiest interior art on any book I've ever read. This book is gorgeous. At least issue one is because there is a different artist on every single issue. Issue one in particular was drawn by Phil Jimenez, and it is something to behold. I've got a few images here we can throw up on screen while we're talking, and you'll see for yourself. $8 average sales, $85 for a CGC 9.8. But why the uptick of copies sold of 433%? The same reason we see a lot of books hit the trending list, because James Gunn tweeted about it, or X'd about it. I'm not sure what we call it anymore. He said, <laughs> Historia is a breathtaking work of sequential art and one of the best things to come out of DC and comics in the past few years. Thank you to Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Jimenez, Gene Ha, and Nicholas Scott for this incredible experience. 
Now this three-issue miniseries takes place before Wonder Woman even comes into play. We see the origin of Wonder Woman's mother. We see the origin of the Amazons and Themyscira. Really, this is one of those books that because James Gunn is such a fan, we're seeing speculation that it may play into his Paradise Lost, although there is another series called Paradise Lost that features the JLA. James Gunn calling the series Paradise Lost and not Wonder Woman X, some other thing, tells us that he's probably not going to do a Wonder Woman-focused series, which makes sense since we've recently gotten a couple movies starring Gal Gadot. And there's actually been a little bit of controversy with her because recently she has come out and claimed that she has met with James Gunn and Peter Safran about continuing on as Wonder Woman in a Wonder Woman 3 project. And after she made those claims, we had an anonymous source from within DC come out and refute those and say there has been no discussion of a Wonder Woman 3 happening at all with her or without her even. Nothing on the slate except for Paradise Lost. So we'll just have to see what happens moving forward. But either way, everyone needs to read this book. Speaking of DC's black label mature wing of comic books, we have the very first one that was released back in 2018, October, Batman Damned, issue number one, seeing $25 average sales. Nine eights hitting heights of like $100 right now, but you can get them for 80 And a 9.9 hitting $200, which is insane when you consider the heights it reached was over 500 What's going on? So there is a possibility that talking about Peter Parker's Itsy Bitsy Spider last week may very well have driven this to a 314% increase this week. We all know that this was the first appearance of Bruce Wayne's member. And when the book first came out, it completely and totally brought the industry to the halt. People were freaking out. Is it going to get recalled? Is it going to be pulped? Everyone was going crazy to buy this. DC did what they could do, and basically they didn't reprint it, but they also didn't recall it. So there was a massive spike in price. There was a massive spike in demand. But now every single copy of Batman Damned number one has the offending member. This is the problem. People went crazy to get this book, and now every single one has it. So it's not anything special. There's no real reason, and the market has died down until about this week when we start talking about palaces again. We've chatted about ruins. We've chatted about Spider-Man reign, obviously. You know, members are learning about these comic books that have come out in the past. There's a lot of people, especially who aren't as up on comic books, when they learn about these stories, they get really excited and they start to buy the books. Well, this book just got a breath of fresh air, just like the others mentioned. And I think it's a great example about how important it is to have people learn about what's going on in comics, because if we want to see more comics get made, they have to be read. And if they want to be read, well, they got to be purchased. And if they want to be purchased, people got to know they exist. We're now moving on to number seven on the list with a book from 2017 from Boom Studios, Mech Cadet U, issue number one, which is seeing $20 average sales this week with a 9.8 sale, a record low, actually, of $54 last week. An increase of 567%. This show just dropped on Netflix, and I got to see episode one. I'm going to watch the rest of the series. It's actually quite good. I mean, it's got some Pacific Rim vibes and it's lively. It's fun. It's serious at times, but that Netflix effect is real. The marketing was terrible. And I think at best we can hope is that this is going to be like a slow burn, you know, hidden gem and the prices, well, they're definitely falling suit. 
I've been excited for this show to come out since we first started talking about when we had the key collector alert back in 2019. I mean, that's four years, and I can tell you it is the type of thing that I watch in my Netflix queue. I have seen 20 different ads for the new Nimona show in the last week, not a single ad for Mech Cadet U. I'm excited to watch this, but didn't even know it had been released. This book hit $150, 9.8 sales at its peak. And this is right when like trailers started to drop. People were getting excited. We covered it on the list. Well, recent 9.8 sales put it at $54. This may be one of the best times to grab a book that I think if more people take the time to watch the show, they're going to want to grab. This just gets into my problem with the Netflix model overall, though. They drop the whole season all at once and everybody can watch it at their own leisure. So you get somebody with a bunch of free time one weekend who blasts through the whole thing, asks their friend, hey, you should watch this show. It's pretty cool. That person may not have the amount of free time the other guy did and they're not on the same page. Nobody can talk about it. You don't get that like Last of Us or Mandalorian effect where everybody sees the same episode every week, gets a chance to talk and theorize and and just have fun with the show with each other. No one's on the same page and you can't you can't communicate. So I don't I don't necessarily think we might see any more of this in the future. Comic fam, what do you think about this show and what do you really think about Netflix's release model? Let us know in the comment section down below. And at the list at number 6, we have Uncanny Avengers Annual number 1, Aubrey Plaza Spec, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. We're seeing $5 average sales for this book and no real CGC slabs in the last year, probably because there are only six graded copies. They're all graded at a 9.8. And yeah, we haven't seen one sell since last July in 2022 for $71. An increase of copies sold of 700% because spec is pointing towards a character who's only been featured in comics like five or six times in total. Now this book features the first appearance of the Emerald Warlock, and the reason why we're seeing speculation this week is because of a tweet from Notorious Twitter, or X user, and Marvel leaker Can We Get Some Toast. The tweet reads, Screw it. Let's reveal Aubrey Plaza's character in Agatha Coven of Chaos. She will be playing Rio Vidal, the first green witch and Agatha's ex. While we don't have any green witches in Marvel, we do have an Emerald Warlock, and we may very well see a connection between the two. What makes it more interesting is that we've had rumors that Aubrey Plaza has been spotted wearing a bunch of green on the set of Agatha Coven of Chaos, so that would tie into this green witch spec we have here. When you consider other villainous characters, because everyone seems to agree that she'll be playing the villain in this show, we do know that Morgan Le Fay is a witch character who also wears a lot of green in the comics, so she could be playing Morgan Le Fay. We're also even hearing rumors that she might be Mephisto, so who knows what the hell's going on with this show. Now, while there's no confirmation, and this is very loose spec right here, just knowing what the cover of this book is, you're probably going to find it in a dollar bin or a back issue bin, and it may be worth the pickup for a really low entry fee. Garth Ennis Goodness, boys number one, first appearance of the boys, Homelander by Johnny DeJardin's Virgin Variant going out one per box in the September mystery mail call. The best way to support this show is to give us an excuse to send you some dope comics every month. Speaking of cool books, we are putting in Sean Gordon Murphy's anticipated series, The Plot Holes, number one, into the September Mystery Mail Call as well. We've got a Sahad Shah variant, a virgin color, or a virgin black and white. Everybody is going to get one or the other of those. All you have to do to lock in your box is hit up ComicTom101.com. Link in the description. Join the community. And number five on the list, I think, is the best spec on the list that is going way under the radar. 
We've got Toxic Avenger, issue number one from 1991, hitting $25 averages this week with a high 9.8 sale of $199 from last week with a newsstand 9.8 hitting $480. Now, this book may seem like an odd one for us to push for spec, but it's a 500% increase because two big things happen this week. We have our first movie still showing Peter Dinklage as Toxie, the Toxic Avenger, and a new movie poster. Keep in mind that the high, the recent high, is $199. But the all-time high was $826, and with a $480 recent high sale of a 9.8 newsstand, that is way down from the $1,200 all-time high of a newsstand. Now, kids that are my age, I know we're all in our 40s now, but you may remember watching Up All Night with Rhonda Shear or Gilbert Gottfried and watching classic movies like Surf Nazis Must Die and Toxic Avenger. I even remember being in the 1990s working in a video store and seeing Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, and Tromeo and Juliet. The fact that James Gunn cut his teeth working with Lloyd Kaufman and the rest of the Troma crew on Tromeo and Juliet just means that there is a lot of provenance to this, and it's the reason why we have so many major names working on this movie. Elijah Wood. Peter Dinklage, Julia Davis, Kevin Bacon. Like, this is an A-list cast. The movie comes out in a month, and I think it's going to be a big surprise. If this is a hit, this book is going to blow up. And if you're like me and you've never, ever seen The Toxic Avenger, <laughs> right before the movie comes out, there's going to be a 4K complete box set release. So that could be a good way to cut your teeth on this series. Number four on the list is Uncanny X-Men issue number 100. The first time that Colossus hucks Wolverine into the air does a fastball special. More interestingly, this issue features a battle between the original five waspy X-Men from the uh, 60s and the new X-Men from the giant size X-Men team. This is the first time they butt heads. Now, these prices are actually pretty interesting because I think it's very revealing why this book is on the list and trending so much because it's seeing a 129% increase in copies sold. May not sound like a lot, but this is a pricey book. $630 average sales. 9.4 is hitting $395. For as classic of a book that this is, how tough it is in high grade, it's a major moment for our mutants, and it's selling at a 9.4 cheaper than the average high sale price. If you take into account that the last time we saw a 9.8 on the market, it went for $4,120 in April of this year, and we saw a record high just a month before that at over $9,000, a $9,200 sale. You can figure that people are buying raw copies that they think they can press and grade and flip. There's a lot of margin here for a very classic cover. But why? I mean, we've already seen the fastball special in X-Men The Last Stand, the third movie. But we also have Deadpool 3 spec, and that is why Deadpool and Wolverine and all the mutants have been spiking as of late. These guys did a pretty good job explaining why this book is trending right now. It's the low price. It's the high demand. But there's no real, like, on-screen possibility for this. I mean, we are going to be getting a whole bunch of X-Men probably in Deadpool 3, so maybe there's going to be some sort of old versus new angle that we're going to see in that movie, but it's all it's all kind of up in the air. We did recently just get that uh, theoretical rumored cast leak from Deadpool 3 featuring a whole bunch of mutants that we talked about in the last Hot 10, but who knows what we're going to see in Deadpool 3. I think this is really just on the list because it's a finally affordable for people who really want it. I was stunned this week for a couple reasons. One, Russ came back raving about Blue Beetle, probably <laughs> going to be on the trending list next week. The other is that there's a video game trailer that came out that I didn't think would be a thing for at least a couple years. We got the last Ronin to talk about. 
Number three on the list, TMNT, The Last Ronin, number one. We're seeing $60 average sales for raw copies and a high 9.9 at $450. The peaks a 9.9 reached was $900. So yeah, it seems like a very steep drop. But you got to consider some market conditions as well as the fact that we're not just in an adjustment period. CGC is pumping out grades like they never have before. Got to assume that they trained and hired a lot of new graders post the comic boom. And with this change in the marketplace, less comics are being submitted, which means that they're pumping out grades even faster. Well, since we chatted about this book last, back in March, when the initial announcement of the TMNT last Ronin game being a thing, we have seen an increase in just 9.8s alone of 245 copies. And it didn't stop there, an increase of 39 9.9s. We've even got six more 10.0 copies on here. In total, there have been 355 new slabs added since March when the game was announced. And yeah, this week we did get a teaser trailer for the last Ronin video game. There's no footage or any real concrete anything from the actual game. It's all more stylistic vibes and emotions and feelings, and it definitely gets you pumped for the game. But at the very end of the trailer, it just says, in development, over a concept art shot of The Last Ronin fighting a bunch of bad guys. It doesn't give you any real concrete time estimate for when this game's actually going to come out. So yeah, while it is exciting to see, and I didn't expect a trailer, especially just a few months after the game was announced, it's still likely very far off. In as little as like six months, if half of the total graded copies between 9, 8, and 10, 0 had hit the market, and I bet it's a lot more than that, we're talking about over 150 different opportunities for members to score this book at a mint grade. So imagine how many more are going to be coming out. CGC is pumping these things out. They were seeing an increase of copies sold of 194% in one week because of this trailer, largely because the demand is meeting the supply. Number two on the list, Avengers number 35. First cover appearance of Sam Wilson as Captain America. $15 average sales and a high CGC 9.8 for $100. A 967% increase in copies sold this week. Is it because of Sam Wilson as Cap? He is our Captain America. And just side note, have you guys watched Twisted Metal on Peacock? superb like surprisingly good everyone needs to watch twisted metal and you always got to be specking on twisted metal if you don't know your twisted metal keys oh you're not doing comic collecting right i can't tell if tom's being serious or joking i'm being serious it's really good are there twisted metal keys is that a comic is there a twisted metal comic book twisted metal 2 the promotional comic that there were less than 100 copies in existence that's what i'm talking about baby all right all right but is it sam wilson maybe is it because this is the first excuse me the second appearance of Is it like the superior Iron Man? Probably not. It's because of Jonathan Hickman, baby. It's because of incursions. It's because of his concurrent runs on Avengers and New Avengers where universes were colliding and collapsing entire multiverses together and stuff goes very, very south. And they did set up a lot of this incursion stuff in the previous Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie last summer. But there is speculation that Doctor Strange 3 will not only be coming out before Avengers Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, but that it will draw heavily from this story arc that starts here in issue 35 called Time Runs Out, which is the final story arc of Jonathan Hickman's run on Avengers and New Avengers that also leads right into Avengers Secret Wars. Except in comics, it's just called Secret Wars. It's not an Avengers thing. Molecule Man, where are you at? This book is only 15 bucks. There's multiple reasons to get the book outside of, like, MCU spec. It seems like a good price, but similar to another book on the list we've already talked about. You got to know this cover because you're going to find it in dollar bins. You're going to find it in $5 bins, regardless of what happens in the MCU at large. First, Sam Wilson cap cover. 
That's a $20 book to me. In general, I also think people just need to read this run if you haven't. His concurrent run on Avengers and New Avengers is probably the best Avengers story that happened in the last decade. We also have to take into consideration that with the current SAG after strike, all of the actors striking for equality in pay, a lot of these projects are completely and totally on hold. The fact that Toxic Avenger is already basically in the can and going to be released, that's why we're saying that book's a good one. Something like this, you really don't have to go crazy on because it's going to be quite some time before they're even shooting the next movie. Well, we're almost here at number one, so you should probably hit the like and subscribe button. We've been doing this for over five years now, and actually we took a look at our numbers on the back end, and apparently 40 to 50% of the people who watch our videos aren't subscribed. Just do it. It's a button. It doesn't cost you anything. It's easy. You don't have to remember to come back here next week when the next one comes out, and the week after that when the next one comes out, and so on and so on and so on for the next five and a half years, so... Hook a brother up. Hit the subscribe. And now the moment you've all been waiting for, the number one book on the list. Who could have possibly seen this coming? Rob Liefeld did. Number one on the list, Uncanny X-Men number 130, the first appearance of Dazzler. And I know all of you Swifties out there are super excited about this book. $180 average sales, $15.50 for a CGC 9.8. The heights this book reached was back in 2021 when it exceeded $3,000 at that grade. And an increase of copies sold of 275% when the spec just three weeks ago was pointing in a completely different direction. He's not wrong. Back when we first started talking about Taylor Swift maybe showing up in Deadpool 3, it was as Lady Deadpool, as a female variant of Deadpool himself. But since then, there has been a leaked list of the cast appearing in Deadpool 3. Rumored, anyway. That, that's not necessarily guaranteed. But Taylor Swift is on that list as Dazzler instead of Lady Deadpool. There's been a surprising amount of Taylor Swift coverage from individuals who are all part of the MCU, whether it be actors, actresses, or even producers and directors, they're all big fans. Rob Liefeld went and saw Taylor Swift in concert, and when he posted about Taylor in regards to her love for Deadpool, people thought, oh, this is just more confirmation. So is it that she's going to be in it, or just people really enjoy Taylor Swift? It could be one or the other. It could be both. And we've actually been down this exact road before with Taylor Swift as Dazzler in an X-Men project. You can take a look here at this screenshot from X-Men Apocalypse, which takes place in the 80s and shows Cyclops and Jean Grey in a record store. And Cyclops here is holding a Dazzler record. The first time we had Sophie Turner fanning the flames was back in 2016 when she actually tweeted a photo of her in a record store and said, that time Cyclops and I went shopping at the mall and found our favorite singer's album pre-1989, of course. There was such an uproar from Taylor Swift's fans, she quickly deleted the tweet. Yeah, I think she was just having fun with the resemblance to Taylor Swift on that record cover. But what fanned the flames even more was when writer-producer Simon Kinberg posted a picture of him, James McAvoy, and Sophie Turner with Taylor Swift... During the filming of X-Men Apocalypse, which sent the internet into a frenzy with everybody thinking, oh my god, that Taylor Swift's going to be in this movie, Simon Kimberg later came out and said, no, 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 that's that's all wrong. We just, uh, she happened to be doing a concert nearby and we all went to go see her. This is just a sh uh, shot we took backstage. Turns out that's true. I actually looked it up and she did do a concert in Montreal in July in 2015 when they were filming the movie and Taylor Swift was not in X-Men Apocalypse and what seals the deal even more is when you look at this cover here for Dazzler number 29 by Bill Sienkiewicz, they clearly just took this fake record cover from Dazzler 29, put it into the movie as an Easter egg, and that's it. So we've all been psyched up for Taylor Swift as Dazzler before. 
Who knows if we'll actually get her in Deadpool 3 for real this time. Keep in mind that even in Dark Phoenix in 2019, we actually had on-screen Dazzler appearance, and it was not Taylor Swift. Although, if anyone is paying attention, if Taylor Swift is actually in Deadpool 3, it's going to make so many billions of dollars. Every single Taylor Swift fan is going to see it multiple times. There you go, guys. I just made you some money. We appreciate your time today, comic fam, and we have an update from the Todd father. Todd McFarlane is over on Whatnot Killing the Game, and this Wednesday, 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, he's going to be doing his Buy the Booth. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. We talked about it with him at San Diego, where he's going to take pieces of his San Diego Todd McFarlane booth, cut it up, sign it, bring it to Whatnot, and you got to be there. That's 4 p.m. this coming Wednesday, the 23rd. If you've been following him on Instagram, you will actually see him on his living room floor with a cutter, and he's like on all fours, being very diligent, doing all these lines evenly. This isn't something like he just was like assigning to somebody that he's just going to show up and say, yeah, yeah, this stuff we had from like months ago. We're selling it now. We're auctioning it, doing fun stuff with it. No, no. He like took it as a personal thing to do, cutting it up, doing all the labor to like cause a splash on the best new place to buy and sell collectibles. Use the link in the description. That's my link. You support the show, but go over there. Bookmark the stream. You got to be there. If this goes well, I think we're going to see some amazing Todd McFarlane keys, memorabilia, collector's items hit the internet for the first time in decades. You're not going to want to miss it. As always, keep responsibly. Enough said. <laughs>